Hi, y'all. This is Grace, and you are listening to In Loving Color, Dating While Black. And I am so excited about today's episode. We have a wonderfully gifted empath, tarot reader, astrology chart reader, Miss Renee from Miss Renee's Healing. She's incredible. I've, you know, been able to leverage her services and she's just been absolutely a gem. She's funny. She's bright. She's bold. She's gifted and she is kind most of all. You can catch her on Instagram and you can catch her on Instagram at let me go ahead and pull up my little Instagram to make sure I get this absolutely correct. But you can grab her at Miss Renee Healing on Instagram and on Facebook. And her website is MissReneeHealing.com. And that is M I S S R E N E E H E A L I N G. So Miss Renee Healing, all one word. And that's her presence all over the web. So with that, I'm really excited to introduce us to Miss Renee and start talking about how divination tools like tarot, like a deep understanding of your astrological chart can really give you a lot of grounding when you are in the dating landscape and it's going to be building upon a conversation we had with my dear friend Tanisha Silla at Life of an Empath. So we're just kind of building up on those conversations, adding a little complexity and getting rolling. All right, so let's get the conversation started. Miss Renee, welcome. All right, so like I told y'all, this episode is going to be so popular. We have got Miss Renee, and she is in all her full glory, being <laughs> being of light as always. Miss Renee, it's so good to have you. Thanks for being on today. I w- there was no way I was going to say no to you. You're such a blessing <laughs> and a light, and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> this is going to uh, be good. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. So let's get right down to it. Let's get down to dirty, as we say in the South. Dating. <clears throat> so dating is what dating is. <laughs> you know, I'm on Single Girl Island, but I'm believing and manifesting that I'm not going to be on this island any longer. And according to the reading that we did in March, I'm not going to be in this on this island past this <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay. But let's talk about that, right? So- okay. You and I have done, you know, I come to you two to three times a year to do my little like four to six month reading. And by little, I mean life-changing, transformative. Y'all got to get on this, okay? Oh, thank you, honey. And we do a combination. Usually we do your What's Up Universe service. Yeah. So we do a tarot card reading after we've talked about what's happening in my chart, looking out usually in a three to six month window. So folks who are brand new to any of this, who are like, what's tarot, what's astrology, what's Mm -hmm. zodiac, what's an astro chart? Can you kind of give us a few working definitions to use throughout this conversation? Absolutely. I don't view myself as any sort of expert. I, so these are definitions 
that I rock with personally. To me, cards are physical tools that have symbols on them, that are, are um, they, it's a sort of ritual in a way. It's their archetypes mm -hmm. that resonate with so many different tribes of people and every tribe of people has a story in some way connected to these symbols. Um, and so that's what the tarot cards are to me. And it's a way that I channel for you. It's just a using a physical tool with the aid of some visuals that stick out while I'm talking to you and the definitions that each card over over the centuries, the decades, the years um, have adapted to. And so to me, when I lay out the cards, it's like a poem. It's like a story and where they're placed um, in the formation. Because when you do cards, there's lots of ways you can do it. But one of them is to lay out like a format, a form. and each of them tell me something individually and together. Okay, so that's what Tarot is for me. The, your birth chart is the freeze frame of the moment you came out your mama. It never shifts, it never changes, it's the map of you. And so each planet sits in what's called a house. It looks like 12 slices of pie. And each house has its own vibe, its own jam. For instance, like if I were a part of a chart, I'd be like the witchy house. I'd be like the eighth house with a house where like, ooh, I think there's throwing bones in there. There may be some hoodoo. There may be something <laughs> going on in there. I think she's talking to spirits. That's me in the witchy house where I live. I'm the eighth house. But the dude across the street is like a dude bro and he's into sports and stuff, you know? So that would be another type of house. So where your planets fall, it's colored by the house it's in and it all tells a story it's all a map of you so when you go read your horoscope it's valid to a certain point but you are so much more than your sun sign that's just it's sort of like if somebody like you reduced you to your ass or reduced you to your boobs or reduced you to your legs yeah that's a nice ass those are nice boobs those are nice legs those are true about you but there's a wholeness that's being left out when you only read the horoscope. So read the horoscope, no shade, no tea. But no, if you really want the full understanding of the map of you, you need to get your birth chart done. I think that you have something here to um, copyright. I can't <laughs> no shade, no tea, first of all, that's a bumper sticker, okay? And then the map of you, that's, it is. That, that, go ahead and write that memoir, okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's, I think it's a beautiful way to describe exactly what it is, it is. The way you offer yeah. and you give in the sense of knowledge and wisdom when people come to you. And I think that what's been really interesting is when framing this in the in the realm of dating, let's put dating in its own, <laughs> okay? yeah. its own realm. For some people, dating is a realm of joy. For some people, such as myself, it is a realm of difficulty. So yes. it's not that it's unpleasant or that I hate it. Well, I don't like dating. so that's It's just a chore, another chore, thing. Yeah. And then some yeah. people have real trauma around it. They have real yeah. hurt and they're not able to access a place within themselves where they feel safe enough to... Fact to seek companionship in whatever way that feels healthy and right for yeah. them. And, and I, I wish that narrative would have a louder voice and be normalized, by the way. Okay, I mean, let's go ahead. Yeah. You, you've been throwing a tangent up in here, but you know, <laughs> so I just, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna stop the car 
I want to back up. Beep, 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 beep. Okay, here we go. I want to do a gangster turn. <laughs> I don't want to go. One arm, one arm. <laughs> okay, that one arm gangster turn. Y'all can't see me because there's not video here, but I, I definitely use my strong arm. I use my right arm. <laughs> and I, but I put my body to the left. Yes, honey. Hey, you got to move against the, the centrifugal forces. <laughs> but let's talk about that actually because yeah. i think that's something that's come up for me when we've done readings is some of my what's a what's a self empathetic way to put this um, yes always <laughs> some of my difficulties in accessing the vulnerability that makes dating and partnership accessible, right? There's a level of vulnerability you have to access. And I think also just understanding better my metaphysical and spiritual temperament. Yes. Some things about me that I didn't realize until you did my birth chart. And I was, I was, it was honestly the first time I saw myself reflected to myself. Right. And that, that is so beautiful. That for us was like, what, four years ago? It's been a minute. So I think it was like 20, it might even been before. I think it was like 2014, 2015 when I first started coming to you uh, on my little, my, my birthday readings, which then became a little bit more regular than on my birthday. And I feel like it's really helped me to understand aspects of me. Like you said, the little pies, you know, yeah. to understand all the little slivers and to be aware of how I am showing up, how I'm showing, how I'm showing up to the world, how I'm showing up to myself, okay. how those two perceptions can sometimes start to push on each other yes. in a way that can give both beautiful friction and difficult, uncomfortable friction. Because so, of fracture, yeah. So I want to talk about that because I think that a lot of times when we talk about dating, Folks are always like, oh yeah, you know, dating and everyone acts like it's so pleasant and it's so great. But when you get to understand and know your own story beyond just your lived, your current, this life lived experiences, it really, I think, starts to deepen how you approach partnerships. Can you kind of speak on that trauma element, on that hurt element and how understanding yourself better allows for you to climb out of that hurt absolutely to a place to really seek if you so wish i will do my best one of the things that i was thinking as you were talking is how everyone's like oh dating dating and you know it reminds me of the narrative so long where like she she met the prince and they lived <laughs> happily ever after and everyone's like oh that's how that works i'll meet my prince and i'll be whole and i'll we'll live happily ever after and everybody just buys into that narrative and then you have all these women that go and they get married you know back in the day in the 50s the 40s the 50s the 30s the 60s you know where it finally started to shift a little bit in the, like the late 50s early 60s and then so they go and get married and they're like okay this, uh, this is not that special that like nothing shifted i'm still me he's still him we still are people with problems and so but then no one ever really talked about the fact that that's really how that goes down you know and so i i think there's a lot of it reminds me of the emperor's clothes where everybody's like well if you're not gonna say anything i'm not gonna say anything i love your new clothes emperor and again it's like but he's butt naked so <laughs> so confused so i think some of it is how nobody wants to like tell the truth about it 
And then I think there's also the fact that, in, and I'm, this is coming from a, you know, um, a cis normal heterative point of view, but it can also come up in other ways, but I'm talking about this first. Um, the fact that in our society, there is no healthy graduation from um, childhood to womanhood or childhood to manhood there are indigenous in indigenous you know tribes that got to keep their culture but in white like uh, caucasian white society and unfortunately the african americans that have been had their culture stolen from them we don't have those and when you don't have those you end up with boy men and you end up with women that think they have to take a certain amount of like whatever's being offered to them. And so like, if that doesn't cause trauma, I don't know what wouldn't. Right. And then there's all the interpersonal, how you grew up, how your parents taught you to people, how they interacted and what you saw love between a man and a woman was going to look like and what it would feel like. And so then you get out in your little grown up world trying to find your partner and you're like, oh, this feels like how I grew up. This, this is, this is right. But it's like so far from right. And then I'm not even going to get started in the ways in which black women you know, um, move through the dating world with like all the shit that goes goes around that. So there's a lot of everyone not talking mm -hmm. about it because of personal shame, because of not being not. And there's also this thing about being cool. Cool people don't have problems. Oh, it was, it's all cool. Oh, I don't have no problems getting a man or a woman or like, oh, no. And so everybody's just in this too cool for school. Nobody wants to be the first to talk about it. There's like the guilt and shame around it. And there's the normalization of this prince and princess and they lived happily ever after story. Um, and so that's the foot we start out on as young adults dating. Yeah, and I think that, that to really exemplify what you're saying, for those of you listening who don't know my full and robust chart, which is none of your business. <laughs> I'm an Aries. They've heard me say it in other episodes, hashtag fire signs. But I do have a Capricorn rising and I didn't understand much about Capricorn, the elder, you know, the ram until my first conversation with you. And you were like, you're a late bloomer. And I think a lot of people would have looked at my life and been like, no, Grace isn't. She's an early bloomer. She does everything before everyone else because, you know, hashtag Capricorn. And uh, <laughs> but you, something you talked about was really around like career enjoyment, right? I have, I've had career stability because I've been holding the job down since I was about 13. But you were like, where you really feel like you're working in your purpose, what you were on this earth to do. And you were like, especially when it comes to romantic partnerships, love, family, you were like, that's going to come for you later in life. It just is. And you were the first person to articulate that because I'm, I didn't go on my first date until I was like a first official, like, let's go out on a date, 25 and that's not atypical for Capricorn prominent people. Yeah, and I, but I just felt like such a freak because I don't think I articulated it well because, well, hashtag Aries. But <laughs> I, 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 I was looking around me and I wasn't allowed to date until I was like 19, right? My parents mm -hmm. made that mandate, but I was looking around me and I was seeing everyone dating, right? 
and I was raised in the South, so people got married at 16, 17, 18, it's right? so real. Yeah. Or 20, 21, like right after college, which I'm and not- And then if Saturn returns, slams them in the face, they're like, oh my God, who are you? Are we the same people? Exactly. Is this exactly. what I want? But anyway, I, I digress. Go I'm on. not judging it, but it's kind of hard to, you know, you meet somebody at 12, 13, it's kind of hard to grow together. Not saying that some don't. I've seen some beautiful couples who literally- It met, can come out of like, that. Yeah, met in kindergarten, were fake boyfriend, girlfriend, then and, and are riding into 40 50 years together but honey that is truly atypical holy in love there's yes. that so yeah. and then i also have a lot of friends who are no shade and no judgment divorced because they weren't with someone they could evolve with right and so i just always thought well i've really missed the curve and it really made me feel undesirable right those parts that you're talking about that no one talks about yeah really made me i mean it's part of the inspiration for this podcast is yeah when I tell people stuff like that, you know, I'm 33 and I've never had a boyfriend and people are just like, the first reaction is, oh, well, you're not, you're joking. Right. And I'm like, no. And then they're like, well, have you like kind of dated people? And I'm like, sort of. And, you know, I talked to my therapist about this and she's like, you are perfectly fine. She's like, I would not categorize Thank you, you. Any kind of like mental blockage that prevents you from being a good partner. She's like, if anything you do on yourself is what will make you a good partner one day, right? So it's really hard to feel like I am a kind person or I am the kind of person who wants to be a good friend, especially to romantic partners and not be able to quote unquote, get anyone. And it feels like in my romantic entanglements, I'm always like begging to take up space. I feel like I am having to ask- you have a history of i have a history of because we're not past. that's right we're not doing that we really are not, not speaking that into the future yeah, we, we definitely not doing that anymore no. and and what i realized after coming to you is it's just because it wasn't yet truly my season and it's just because i am a late bloomer and that's actually perfectly okay and it it gave me i don't know if you know this but you know it gave me such a sense of hope like oh, I, that's beautiful. I, yeah, I was feeling, I mean, I just felt that was six years ago. Right. So I was 25. No, I was 27. And I was just kind of feeling like it'll never happen. Not even in like a woe is me kind of way, but I was just like, I would like to go on another date at some point. Cause people don't even ask me out on dates. So yes. it's not even like, I don't have a boyfriend. I also don't get asked out on, or I have it in the past, but that is changing even though we <laughs> And so, and so I feel like I, I, I really want to stress this a lot. Cause there's a lot of people who are listening. Cause there's some people who might slide up in my DMS, including probably my family members, talking about church and talking about the devil and um to all those people who want to do that you will be blocked the same strong hand that did that gangster turn (laughs) and so i i got a strong arm of justice block so what i also want to talk about is when people approach a romantic philosophy or Mm -hmm. a a deeper self-understanding that opens them up for romantic possibilities. 
what are things that you want folks to know? And, and what are some misconceptions you think people hold? Like one, you can't be religious and look at tarot, which a lot of tarot comes from Jewish mysticism, right? A lot of people don't realize that, right? It comes from the Kabbalah and all of these really, and also Christian mysticism and the early Gnostic church. So a lot of people don't realize that the symbolism on the tarot cards are actually symbols of light, right? So symbols, symbols that are to open up your soul to the universal energy, whether you call that science or God. Right. So, so I, I, I want to talk to some of those people because some of the people who might click on this, it might be an accident and they might be like, oh no, not that devil worship. <laughs> so I want to talk to especially them because I think that me 15 years ago couldn't have come to you like I came to you six years ago, but I wish I would have come to you 15 years ago. Does that make sense? Like, I think that it would have changed even the way I developed into my own womanhood to better understand that those were not limitations of me, those were not judgments of me, that those were not definitions of my worth. Absolutely. And I think I spent a lot of time in personal turmoil over this, right? Like, um, I don't spend too much time on this podcast getting too sensitive because Capricorn. (laughs) I do want to stress that because that to me is such a gift. It's, and, and, and I've come back to you many times over to talk about those elements, to talk about love and partnership and future family. And I've come to you in points of discouragement, right? And I feel like you, you don't sugarcoat it. You're not like, well, life is going to be so great for you. You're going to just rise up on the wings of unicorns <laughs> um, named Pegasus Jr. And y'all just going to soar into the sky. I call it angels farting rainbows convos. I can't. Yeah, you don't, you don't do that. But you, but you lay it out. You shoot it straight. Um, but you are so compassionate. And I find that there's always hope in our stars. Always. Because, hello, honey. I am doing you a disservice if I don't see the roadblocks, if I don't discuss the roadblocks that I see for you. That's a disservice. You know, I am not cheap. You, people (laughs) save their pennies to come see me and I'm going to be real and I'm going to love you through the hard parts. So I'm going to tell you, it looks like it may be rough in this area for this probably amount of time. And I'll tell you about it. But then, you know what I'm also going to tell you? How can we best utilize this space while we're in it? Mm-hmm. What can what can we be focused on to like build the fortitude to come out the other side of the stronger? Or what is the lesson in this? And how can we bow to it? Because not every obstacle is meant to be fought, you know. And so, uh, yeah, I I I will love you through telling you the truth, and then talking about how we can get to the other side of this better. Absolutely. Um, so I'm glad that you brought that up. So I'm, I'm going to touch very lightly on the, the devil shit uh, <laughs> real quick. Um, and I'm going to, and it's going to be incomplete. I'm sorry, because to really talk about this, I'd have to really talk about it. I just want to say a couple of things. I'm a preacher's daughter. And my grandmother was one of the mothers of the church. Me too. Okay, so you know when I say Sunday, I mean all day Sunday. Then there was Wednesday night Bible class. And then there was an adult Bible class. And so, like, I know the song. And I am also the secret of a couple of preacher's wives. They come and see me on the low. You know, so it's so true. The tea, girl. But 
here's what I'm gonna say about that. And I'm gonna catch hell for some of what I'm about to say. Don't y'all be in Miss Renee DMs. Don't be in her DMs with this. That's okay. My black hand is strong too. Um, I wanna talk to black people first. All right. You have the right to believe in and to resonate with what resonates to you. But white Christianity was not ours. It was put on us. And if you look at African spirituality, it is full of gods and goddesses and animal deities in in, in a a relationship with the earth. That is what's true to me. That is what resonates with my spirit. And I think a lot of Christians are coming, Black Christians are, have been fighting back and forth with, with this feeling, um, especially as you kneel to your white Jesus, but whatever, um, and just feeling that there's something incomplete. The other angle I want to approach is a lot of Christianity, you know, there's a lot of parts of religion where people weren't even able to read the Bible. The Bible was read for you. And it was a way to control narratives. It was a way to control the people. It was a way to control power. And nothing that wants to control power and control the truth is freeing and is for you. Mm. Because, and also I want to say a third thing, marbled all throughout Christian Bible are seers. That's right. Are seers, are speakers, are healers. That's right. But it's wrong and it's the devil too. Like, which way are we going here? Right. You know, and so nothing that comes from God is bad. And if God gave me the wisdom to be able to understand patterns, to be able to read charts, to be able to to ground and tap into your energy and and find the the most sweet and kind and healing way to help you center your journey. How is that from evil? I agree. The stick, you can take a stick and you can knock somebody upside the head with it and take their wallet. You can take that same stick and help somebody get their tire out of the mud. The stick is neutral. Mm. It's the energy, it's the person and how they're utilizing that stick that matters. And I'll leave that on that. And I want to just, I want to just echo Dick is neutral. It is it's about how you use it. That, that listen, that's its own. Like you said, that is its own dissertation. That is a complete PhD, <laughs> doctorate, and you better come get this wisdom. That, you know, no, you're absolutely. I couldn't if there if there was a like button, I'd have to push it so much it would be just. Okay, it like we get it, you like it. <laughs> It's sold out in stores. I think that, and this is a conversation I have. I have some friends who are resistant to some of this stuff. Some friends who are shocked that I believe in this stuff. But, you know, my parents are also, I mean, I'm an indigenous West African. I come from a very traditionally Christian family. But I also, my parents are also very gifted 
people with the ability to see beyond this realm, this world, and they have used their gifts in the name of Jesus, which I totally respect, and they've caught flack for that which, within the confines of the church, people saying, oh, well, what is that? And, you know, something that they've always said is what you just said. They're like, you can receive messages from the future from God because there is no sense of time to God. You can heal people. You can even resurrect the dead, right? Like they're like, let's get, let's get crazy with it. There's amazing and incredible things you can do. That's not what we're talking about on this podcast today. <laughs> if anybody want to slide up in my DMs about that conversation, please let's do it because I think you're absolutely right. And you know, this podcast is focused on black people, right? It's about dating while black. And I think you bring up something that is so interesting to me because when I have, I'm one of those people, I consider myself a United Nations kind of person. If you have a pulse and you were kind, and I think you're attractive on the inside and outside, because shallow, hashtag Aries. <laughs> I, I, it's truest. It is what you're it is. You're pretty. You must be an awesome person. Okay, right? <laughs> you fine. Come on down. But, if, but, but I will be open to having a conversation with you and seeing if we vibe energetically in a way that we feel safe and happy and gooey and as you say yummy together enough to see where that's gonna go and i i'll I be asking people what they sign is i'm out here like um i want to know I'm like, <laughs> day again they're like what does she even ask? i'm like do you know where you were born and what time of day i mean no pressure but if you could ask one of your parents oh you oh you adopted that's okay they got your adoption papers that information on there is that all right so yeah. so i'd be getting offensive with my requests <laughs> i want to know and it's interesting to me because the non usually the caucasian men because you know i'm equal opportunity I, i've you know been outside in these here streets when someone asked me out on a date so the handful of caucasian men i've went on dates with they always know even if it's in passing they're like oh yeah i'm a libra oh yeah 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 i i'm a i you know, i'm a gemini oh yeah 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 you know i'm a cancer they always know in person passing even if they don't know much about it when i bring it up with some of the more melanated folks because once again y'all i've I've probably tried to go on a date or tried to date or tried to holler at men of every the globe <laughs> mixture. You'd be like, yeah, he, he half Martian, <laughs> half mermaid, and a quarter centaur. I'd be like, yeah, daddy's great time at that buffet. So that's me, right? I'm very open-minded to the kind of people I'm with. I want people who are like me in spirit. And I do, I am attracted to I do have a bit of a preference for men of color, men who identify as being like native in some way or- The shorthand is delicious. Yeah, right. So you know what I'm saying. But what, so, but I say that to say when I brought it up with like black men, if they weren't necessarily kind of rolling with like black spiritualism, which you and I know sometimes can be a little heavy handed where it was like, this is a little too much. <laughs> they haven't known. And they're like, oh, I don't believe in that stuff. Like they've actually been super- That's ridiculous. a lie. They know. They just- That's what I'm doing. I'm like, I, I know, you know, for every- a black person that does it not know. And there's always a black auntie who is doing this for everybody. So I'm like, I know you know. It's been resistant, right? So this yeah. that you speak of that's about this fracturing of Black yes. identity yes. that prevents us sometimes from accessing tools that were meant for us, created for us, built by the ancestors to be ours for us to access our personal power. And I think that that's what 
that's what I think is so interesting about leveraging a practitioner like yourself, you know, a psychic medium like yourself, because I think that that's what you helped me do. I'm glad you said earlier you want to remove roadblocks or at least just make you aware of the roadblocks. I just want to make you aware. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and just so people are ready because life, life is going to rise up to meet you. Obstacles will come, especially when they have to do with something as deep, as vulnerable, as scary as love. Opening your heart. Yeah. Like it's just so tough, whether it's romantic or platonic or new period. Yeah. You know, asexual, whatever it might be. Love is hard. Yes. And, but we were made to love and made to be loved. Absolutely. What it means to be in the light. And I think that um, I, 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 can't, I can't stress that out enough. And so that takes me to my next question, which will be our wrap up, right? So folks are probably listening and they're like, okay, this is sounding interesting. My, but where's I, the dating shit? She said this was dating. <laughs> I, 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 know, I know, they're probably like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. And so I hope for those of y'all who are bearing with me still, I hope that you're still listening because <laughs> This is about dating. So in another one it of is. our podcasts, we talked with a friend of mine, a new friend of mine, um, Chantel. And what we talked about is how knowing thyself is a fundamental, even if you're dating for fun, you got to know who you are to know you're dating for fun. And I'm not one of those fun daters. So if anyone thinks like, oh, Grace is fun, maybe we go, Mm-mm. I am a serious I want to be a serious stater. Hashtag Capricorn. Hashtag Mm -hmm. Capricorn. Holla. Capricorns are not wasting their time. If a Capricorn prominent, if a Capricorn sun, moon arising, also a Cancer sun, moon arising, also a Scorpio sun, moon arising, also a Taurus sun, moon arising. If we're looking at you, it's because we're like, I can see the distance. I can see a future. This is going somewhere. Those those signs are not casual friends. Those signs are not casual daters. Just don't with them. And you yeah. know who told me that, y'all, when I went to get my little chart done? Miss Renee. <laughs> oh, it was me. Because I, I, I really, for a long time, thought, I'm going to, I even, like, there, I even came to you in my Hot Girl Summer before Hot Girl Summers were a thing, which was the summer of 2015. For those friends that are listening, y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Because that's like, <laughs> but and I went on like every day every person who asked me out on one of the dating apps I went I was like just trying to be so even dudes who are like I would never talk to you I was like you know what universe I'm going for it exactly I leaned in but I by the time I came to you I was so emotionally and metaphysically exhausted and you were kind of just like nah bruh no that was not for you you. it was for you you were like that experience to get it out to know that it was not for you exactly and so i'm like man i could have prevented some some headaches not any real heartache but i was just tired i was like i could have been sleeping for all that no that was a necessary phase though because like a part of knowing who you are is knowing who you are not i'm glad you said that because that's going to segue right into so you have an offering where two people can come Oh, like, the BFF. Oh, yes special yeah so two people can come and is that one the chart or is it tarot that one's uh, Tarot, but I'm open to making a chart if you want to do that too. I'm flexible. Okay, yeah. cool. Y'all heard that right here from yeah. the, the boss. Flexibility. Yeah. And so <laughs> I love that option because every time I see that option, because I try to have a partnered mindset, yeah. I, think, I think this would be great for couples. This would be Absolutely. 
Oh, honey, so they do that. And sometimes it is the most fun and delicious. And sometimes it's like, ooh, oh, this is, you You two have not talked any of this shit out. You're doing this for me. Oh, okay. Well, here we go. You about to get your money for <laughs> Okay, well, so tell us about that. Like, you just said that, you know, like, in, in the example of me having my little, my little um, lukewarm, tepid girl, hot girl summer, that, because I, because compared to some of my friends, I didn't go on that many days, but for me, most days. You were wilding out. <laughs> I was wilding out because I was going on like one date every other week. I was like, oh my God. Look at me. I was like, oh, I've had eight dates this summer. And it was like miraculous. So <laughs> don't y'all go crazy. Like I did, but hey. But I, but I'm curious about that. So when you see, when you have two people sitting in front of you and you see an incompatible chart or you see an incompatible um, series of cards, right? The song that they're playing is in two different keys that can't right. blend. They're off key. Tell us about that. Like, what happens? Do you counsel them on their own individual elements? Do you counsel them as a unit? Or do you just pull them to the side and be like, um, I got bad news for y'all? Like, what's that look like? <laughs> Um, I read one person at a time. Okay. And, um, and I don't, I am never rude. I have never, I am never mean. I am direct. These are full facts. Okay. (laughs) And so I will just say things that you obviously came here if you're having problems because you're having problems. You obviously came here because you're having problems. And so I'm going to help you get to the root. You know, I don't care if the cards are incompatible. I don't care if the chart shows incompatibility. What I care about is where we're having these problems. Let's talk about where we are having these problems. And also like the core, like there are core things about all of us. If the core part of you is not in alignment with the core part of another person, we have a problem, Houston. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people don't look at core values. They're looking at, oh, that dick was good. Oh, she's so fine. Mm. Oh, you make me laugh. Mm-hmm. And those are all important things. But what about knowing thyself? That's why it's so important to know yourself. And it's never a destination. We will never be all the way there. But we have to be on the journey to know thyself. Because when you know yourself, you know what is for and what is not for you. So anyway, I digress. When I see these, we have some core, we have some deep conversations about the root of the issues. And a lot of times the root of the issue is our love language is not compatible. And even that doesn't have to ruin it because sometimes we get so caught up in this is my love language. Love me this way. Love me this specific way that we're not seeing the way a person is trying to love you, a way a person is built to love you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's just not going to work because like they, they have a light, fluffy, yummy, cotton candy kind of love, but you're like, unfortunately, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of love, you know? And so I see your attempt, but I am being starved out. Or some, some people are very airy. They're intellectual. They will tell you all day long they love you, um, but you are very watery and you need cuddles and you need deep eye gazing and you need some soulful loving. And they're just not built that way. 
And so astrology and tarot can, I can look at your shit and see, okay, well, part of the problem is you're dealing with a, a Gemini, Libra, Aquarius, who's all air, and that's fine, but you're a double Scorpio Cancer, which is all water. And so you want that depth, you want that eye gaze, but that makes that other person feel choked. No one's wrong about it. The, the triple air person needs like, like intellectual stimulation and they need to know that there's flow and there needs to be like this way of having ideals but water's like yeah that's cute but like i want to feel you from across the room no one's wrong in that but each of those person is going to feel unfed by that and so those are the things that i can see when i look at your chart those are the things i can see when i look at your cards you know i don't feel like anyone is ever doomed to their tarot reading you're never doomed to your astral chart but there are things that you must work on or this will fall i i think that that's i think that that's a great place to begin our wrap up and i once again back to this message of hope i've been i like to end every podcast with a kind of like a a, a, a not i don't want to call it a final thought because I, I want it to be a thought that continues to grow and is seated in the person right and that can bloom later but a wrapping up thought to just kind of give us something to ponder upon as we walk through the day. And, you know, listening to you say that, I love that what you just said, no one is doomed. It no. You gotta work. Yeah, because forewarned is forearmed. Amen, right? So I think that that to me is what I've really come to expect from my readings with you that I've come to be very grateful for in my readings with you is I always feel like even when you give me news that maybe someone would label as not the best or I think do you call it crunchy you say you it, know like I like to get the crap in I love to end on the sweet but let's yeah. talk about the shit first yeah <laughs> so I, I like that you always you always frame it in the in the realm of possibility and you always speak of it in in a season of expansion like you said earlier everything is an opportunity to kind of change and evolve and grow hey. and and for fun grandma used to say every hard knock is a good boost baby okay okay Absolutely. copyright that <laughs> but what i really love about what you're saying is this idea that you just got to be open and willing for the work and yes. I think that that's what a lot of people lean into tarot and, you know, astrology, kind of hoping to absolve themselves. Like, no, honey. Uh, Good luck. Exactly. That's what I, that's when people are like, oh, well, well, you know, I do that because I'm a this. And I'm like, so that means that's where the work begins. Right. So, uh, cause even I've been doing yeah. it. I'm, I'm like Capricorn, but I, I know what some of my limitations are might be because of my every sign has a shadow self a shadow expression that needs the the focus and the work and the healing and every sign has an exalted beautiful forward moving self and so every sign is the best and the worst of itself oh y'all listen y'all got to get on <laughs> this here train we, is, we are leaving the station we got room for everybody we okay we honking we ready we dancing in the little aisles y'all 
that right there, I don't know who needed to hear that today, but every, every sign, every person is worthy of being exalted. We Absolutely. understand and see the reflection in the mirror and recognize yes. that that shadow self and it's okay. And I think dating is one of those places people get sensitive about that. People yes. don't want to bear that true face to the ones that they are trying to get to know better or the ones that they love. Yes. But I, I want to I want to say this real quick because I want to leave with people with something tangible that they can go look at. Yes. Here are the things I look at in your chart when you want to talk about love. I want you to know where Chiron is. Chiron is where we're deepest wounded and greatest gifted. Chiron is spelled C-H-I-R-O-N. And just Google how to find my Chiron. And it, there's somewhere that'll take you to where you can find your Chiron. Um, look at the sign it's in. Look at the house it's in. I think you should look at your fifth house in your birth chart. The fifth house is the house of romance. And also the seventh house, which is the house of relationships. What's on the cusp of those houses? If you have like Sag on the fifth house, you're a runaway. That's like, ooh, I want to be loved, but uh, don't like ask me for anything permanent. Okay. But if you have like Libra on the fifth house of romance, you're like, wifey me. I know we're 10 years old, but wifey me. Okay. And even if you're a dude, you are. Um, so you need to look at your fifth house cusp, C-U-S-P. And you need to look at what's on your seventh house cusp. The seventh house is a house of relationships, not just romantic, like you and your bestie, you and your mom, you and your favorite barista for all I know, but definitely you and your life partner. Okay. Um, so what's on your seventh house cusp. The other thing that I think it's important to look at is where's your Venus? Venus is your yum, how you like to flirt, what you find delicious. Okay. Um, and Mars, Mars is like, I want to hump that into the center of the universe. <laughs> Mars is what's like, what makes you hot, what you, what you turn, what turns you on. And then last but not least, your Mercury. Mercury is how you think and how you communicate because really the number one important thing in love is how do we communicate? And if you guys have problematic Mercuries, it can be worked out, but that's where you need to focus. So Chiron, fifth and seventh house cusps, um, Venus, Mars, and Mercury. Those are the things you want to look at. Okay. So yeah. y'all got homework assignments and I'll tell you what, <laughs> So this is going to go live. We're recording here in the middle, early middle of June. I mean, of July. What, do you, what am I even saying here? It's like, what is time right now? What is, what is time? <laughs> but I am going to, I like to do what I call throwing down the gauntlet, or as my friends tell me, they call me a pusha. So they call me pusha. <laughs> and Aries? Hashtag fire sign. So if y'all, when this goes live, I'm gonna, we're gonna do a little teaser for this particular episode. I want y'all after listening to get into the comments and I want- Oh, I'd love that. Oh. Okay, and I want people to tell us like, where is your Venus? Where is your Chiron? I'm gonna be crawling in that. I can't I, control myself. I yes. can't either. And <laughs> I, wanna, I wanna say what I'm gonna do, cause I'm gonna involve Miss Renee on this. Whoever has maybe the most interesting landscape I am going to personally pay for you all to get a, a reading, the What's Up Universe. So the mix of the chart, of the birth chart, and the tarot. No, that's not the What's Up Universe. That's the standard. Oh, Ooh, Lord standard. Jesus, listen yeah. to that. That's the standard. I'm going to have to edit that out. I'm, I, I, have to edit that out. Yeah. I, I have editing power, but I may not. 
I may leave the errors in there to show that I'm human. We'll see. But so that's the standard service that Miss Renee provides. Yes. It's what I, I usually I try to always get, depending on how how soon I'd already done. Uh, yeah. But I cannot recommend that enough. So get into Thank the comments. Y'all follow Miss Renee Healing on Instagram. Yeah. Y'all get into these services, this upliftment, and free yourself okay so thank you so much for listening miss renee you have been a tremendous gift and guest and we are (laughs) you're a pleasure and a joy thank you for having me you all right bye everybody bye